get, let's get to it. Let's get to it. If you will come with me to Ephesians 6 chapter. To say amen, if you're still looking, uh, we have Every Wednesday night, we have Bible class. Found it. Amen. Respect of God's word. Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart. As you would Christ. Not by the way of eye service as people pleasers. But as bond service of Christ. Doing the will of God from the heart. Rendering service with good will as to the Lord and not to man. I'm going to stop right there. We gonna, I may not even get to 89, but I want to stop right there. Paul starts off with the word bond service. You may be seated which in today's society can be taken as if Paul is addressing slaves of the Civil War. Slaves that picked cotton, slaves that was killed for not completing the right amount of work or sold to another plantation. But Paul is addressing the Roman Empire. More than one-third of the Roman population empire was bond servants. When you study the text in the context of the text, what happens is one-third is about six million people in the Roman Empire was bond servants. Now, now a lot of people are afraid to address this text because it's talking about slaves. And when you think about slaves, you think about uh, uh, white people, black people, picking cotton and, and, and that mentality. But Paul is not addressing that right here. Paul is dressing a bond servants. Now, if I had to put a title to this, it would be called bond servant or people pleaser. Which are you? Which are you? Tomorrow morning, about 5.30 a.m., my alarm clock will begin to go off. My mind will begin to play tricks on me saying, stay in bed. You don't need this job. You're too tired. Am I right about it? Six o'clock rolls around. Another alarm clock goes off. Knowing I got to be at work at 645. I roll over and hit snooze because my mind is telling me you're too tired. 6.15 rolls around. I'm still not awake. I'm still tired. Let's rewind it. 5.30 rolls around. The alarm clock goes off. I jump up. I get in the shower. I'm, I'm listening to my gospel music. I'm talking to God, getting ready for my day because I'm excited because, one, I'm not working for man. I'm working 
for Christ. Because I'm working for Christ, I'm excited about getting up. I'm excited about going to work. But a lot of us, what happens is we go to work for the wrong reasons. Are you a bond servant or are you a people pleaser? I get to work. My boss is on my head. I'm trying to make him happy. I'm trying to be promoted. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. All because of my boss. Not because of this. See, what happens on our jobs, what, the reason that it keeps us frustrated, the reason that it keeps us mad, the reason that we stray, stress out about it is because we're working for man and not for God. So watch this. Now that we're working for man, everything in my life is falling apart. It's because of I'm working for man and not for So, so. I, I, this morning, this morning, Price, I was taking out the trash, praying, nervous. Every time I get up to preach, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm taking out the trash. I'm, I'm asking Mickey, hey, hurry up. We got to go. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my mind off of it. And all of a sudden, I have a, 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 a fly trap by my trash that will trap all the flies in it. And the Lord said, just look at that for a minute. Pay attention to what I'm trying to show you. It started off with no flies in there. But because of the aroma, because of, of, of the scent, the sweet smell, the flies flew in the trap. And because of that, they flew in the trap, they flew in the trap and died in the trap because they couldn't get out. Because of the aroma that they was following. Somebody like, what in the world is this pastor talking about? The reason that some of us are trapped in our jobs, trapped in our lives, is because we're following the aroma of the world. And because we're following the aroma of the world, we're trapped in there and don't know how to get out. It says, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling. Now, when it says fear and trembling, it's not necessarily saying be afraid. But, but, but give your wholeheartedly. Give them to them your whole, listen, because when I go to work, I work at Family Dollar in the inner city. Every night for the last week and a half, I had break-ins. I had to get up at 2 or 3 in the morning, go down there, see what was out, come back at 5, get back up at 6.30, be there for about 12 hours, go home, come back. And, and my mind began to play tricks on me. My mind began to say, you don't need this job. You need to quit. You don't need to do what you need to do. You need to go back and start your business. You need to lead the church. You need to forget about that God and do what you need to do. I don't know about you, but the enemy tries to talk to me at times. He whispers in my ear. He, he tells me, but, but, but then I remember that, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You remember I said he has all power. And because he has all power, I can face y'all getting it, y'all getting it. Rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not man. Wow. That, that right there, in that context, it says a lot. 
When we render our service, we need to render it for the Lord and not man. Because if we render it for man, guess what? We're going to keep chasing, 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 chasing. And eventually you're going to fall because what? You're rendering for man. When I was in the game, I was a black disciple. One of the things that they always said when you have to do the black disciple creed, one of the things that they said that you will always follow as a disciple. Whatever we say do, you need to do. And I was the best follower. I was the best leader in the game. And, and I did everything I needed to do to be successful. But when trouble came and I called on the leader, guess who showed up? Guess who showed up? Nobody. So what kind of disciples was we creating? What we were creating is what you call a dead-end disciple. Maybe y'all missing the point. See, when I gave over to the world that that I should have gave to God, what I end up doing is creating a trap for my life. And because I created a trap for my life, those that I called on in the world never could come and get me out. But the moment that I called on God, God lifted me. In verses 5 and 6, I got to get you these notes. There's about five truths that came out of these verses. The first truth, and it should be put up on the screen. The first truth, our behavior equals obey. Our behavior equals obey. It's in our behavior, it's in how we handle ourselves on our jobs, at school, as a coach, as a parent. Uh, are we showing uh, Christ in our behavior, in our conversations? Are we allowing what's around us to control us? See, you got to be careful when you're working with people, worldly people, because their behavior can get on you, and now their behavior is controlling you. Now you're involved in the conversation that you don't want to be in because now you're conforming to the world. I'm not perfect, y'all. I get in conversations that I know I shouldn't be in. I know, I know I should say, hey, let's just stop this. Let's pray about it. But y'all ever ate a juicy steak? It just be good. Y'all, some of y'all can act perfect if you want to because if, if a church was perfect, the moment you walked in here, it was imperfect. None of us is perfect. But I, I'm involved in this conversation and then all of a sudden, I feel uncomfortable. Because that that I used to do, I don't do no more. So now I have to be the example to be able to show them that in spite of what you're going through, you can still make it. See, what people would try to do, they would try to pull you into the pity party. And then once they pull you into that pity party, now you find yourself having a pity party and trying to pull other people in. So what are you doing to control your environment? Do you really do? If people, the other day I was just ringing up people at Family Dollar, ringing it up. 
ringing it up, mad because the line long, my cashier called off, my assistant manager called off, so I'm there to close, so I'm mad, ringing it up, ringing it up. But then God sends a man in there, a homeless man with a dog. Usually I say, take that dog out, bro. You, you can't have no dog in the store. I got food, I got groceries, I got kids. But, 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 but the Holy Spirit said, pump your brakes. So I'm ringing it up, ringing it up, not even looking at dude. I'm just ringing it up. All of a sudden, he stopped. He said, could you stop, sir? I said, man, don't you see I got a line? So I stopped. He said, I see royalty over you. He said, watch this. He didn't know what I was thinking. He said, even though you're frustrated right now, what royalty says, royalty says that you will be patient with everybody in this line. See, at first I didn't understand why God will send me back to a job that I hated. But because of the royalty that he placed on my life, he's going to allow people that's lost to come to Christ. So are you letting your job control you or are you controlling your job? Truth number two. It's our attitude equals respect. The way we carry our attitude on the job will give us the respect we need to get promoted to where we need to go. Just because we're Christians, just because uh, uh, we're, we're in the will of God doesn't mean God cannot promote us. How is your attitude? So one of the things, I don't know if y'all know where Truman and Amwood is. It's, it's in the hood. It's in the heart of the hood. Uh, I have to carry uh, at my store a gun because there's been times they came in, pointed a gun at us, robbed us. Uh, there have been times that they robbed my cashiers. There have been times uh, that they popped the door, locked the door, told everybody to get down. Everybody's scared. Uh, but the Holy Spirit said, what I need you to do, Eli, because... Uh, carrying is what you did when you was in the world. So what, what I need you to do, I, I need you to get rid of all this in the store. And I need you to carry me with you. He said, because when you carry me with you, you got to remember you got grace and you got mercy. He said, you got me in your heart. He said, so what happened? So I stopped carrying. I, I stopped bringing my pistol to work. And, and so what, what I did, Alex, I said, God, you're going to have to watch me because I, every day I go to my store, I open the door, I got to look around because. But lately when I go to my store, I just open the door and walk in. And, and people that tried to rob me has come to me and said, Eli, I'm sorry. He said, I'm sorry. Please don't call the boys on me. Please don't call the police, but I'm sorry. I want to show you the power of the Holy Spirit. This battle is not yours, but it's the, but it's the, but it's the. Let's move on. We got truth number three. Our commitment equals a sincere heart. Our commitment equals a sincere heart. Some of us are not truly committed to what we're doing because we don't like what we're doing. 
My wife, Mickey Aiken, stand up, stand up. Yeah, I finna, I finna put her on full blast. My wife got one of the best jobs a person can ask for. She works for the Jackson County Water Supply. Watch this. She's the cash clerk. She controls the money. Okay. Uh, Sunday night at 9 o'clock every week, here comes anxiety. Sitting in. I, I don't, I don't want to go to work. I, I don't like the job. I don't have nothing to do. Uh, I, I get bored with it too easy. Why am I here? Have you ever had the job you ask God why? Am I here? Have you ever coached some kids why? Am I coaching these kids? Have you ever been in ministry saying I'm just tired of this pastor asking us to give, asking us to commit, asking us to do what needs to be done, but I'm about to get evicted, my life's about to get cut off, my kids are hungry. Why? That job that she on, God placed her there because there's some unsaved people that needs to know who Christ is. Even though she's not a talker like that, even though just her presence showing up, they will be blessed and say, what is it about you? I, I, see, that opens the door. Every day at Family Dollar, I, I, I meet a drug dealer, a new drug dealer. Eli, you still selling dope, bro? It's, it's the police officers. You you still you still. I said no, nah, man. I'm a changed man. Wait, wait, no, not not the Eli. I know you're talking about Elisha. My real name is Elisha. You're talking about Elisha that I know from the street streets. I said yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm running all this now. I'm pastoring. I'm I'm, I'm you pastoring? Pray for me. Watch this. That opens the door. See, my past struggles opened the door to bring somebody closer to Christ. So don't cry about what you're going through. Thank God for what you're going through because he's going to bring you out to be able to bless somebody else. I promise I'm almost done. Price said, I only got, Price said you only got 30 minutes, bro, so you, you, you really need to sit down. Can we go to uh, truth number four? Our motives. We work for Christ. Listen, I know Donald Trump hired you. He may be your boss. You may work for Trump Towers. Towers, But guess what? You're not even working for Trump. You're working for Christ. That's why you have to give your all in everything you do, even though you may hate it. Listen, I don't hate but I hate Family Dollar. <laughs> hey, Pastor, you just contradicted yourself. I know, I know, I know. Please forgive me, forgive me. Because they steal for no reason. They rob for no reason. 
And when they do, when I catch them, I say, hey, man, you don't even have, I'm not even going to call the police, but you don't have, if you're stealing food, don't, don't come and steal food. Come and ask me. I'll give you food. Because there's a, a dollar amount that I can write off every year. And so what I'll do, I'll just write it off. And You want this bag of chicken, bro? I'll buy it. If I can't write it off, I'm out of write-offs, I'll buy the chicken for you. And what that's doing, that's beginning to change the community. Because now everybody's saying, uh, uh, Eli's back. And because Eli back, they know that I have this certain type of store, clean store. Even though it's in the hood, don't mean it has to be dirty. I'm a $2.8 million store. And they put these stores in the inner city because they know the inner city can't get to the Walmarts and the Targets. All they can do is walk to Family Dollar, so they hike the price up on them. Now they they more profitable right now than Walmart. So God put me in this situation to give my heart because I'm working for him and not the boss. So when the boss say, Eli, what is it that drives you to work 60 to 70 hours a week to make sure your store is right? Because I'm working for Christ and not you. Let's go to five, and I promise I'm about to close. I'm going to sit down. Our faithfulness equals no, no people pleasers. Have you ever found yourself just working trying to please people? You will kill yourself trying to please people. You will go in depression trying to please people. Anybody in here ever had a panic attack? Raise your hand. Let me see. Zaria, stand up. Stand up, stand up. Josiah, stand up. Josiah Mosley, stand up. Watch this. My daughter right here, Zaria, she is 20. Now y'all's like, Eli, you do not look that old. Can I be real with him, Price? I had her when I was 16. Uh-uh, y'all stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. They act like they worked a job or something. They ain't did nothing but sleep. The only reason that Zarya have anxiety attacks is because she's trying to please the flesh. There's an anointing on her life so tough that she's afraid to walk in because she want to go to college. She want to do all the things that, that the world says we need to do in order to be successful. But the track that God put her on is going to be different from the world. She's still going to be successful, but there's some obstacles God got to take her through to humble her before he can give what he has for her. All right, sit down. Josiah, Josiah, Josiah is my adopted daughter. Uh, she's with us 24-7. She's, she's, she's a ride or die. God has anointed this young lady to be able to sing. It'll just blow your mind. Y'all, that's my mama, amen, and she's going to amen us to death. Watch this. Watch this. Josiah has anxiety, depression, and stress all in one. 
And that caused her to think crazy thoughts. Because of some past things that has happened to her. She think it's going to carry into her future. See, the things that happen to you in your past, you begin to treat people bad in your future because of what happened in your past. And so what are you doing? You're creating this bad aroma in your future. So the moment that she began to walk into her anointing, and she is, thank God for Tim and Megan. They're breaking some walls down that people had put up. Pretty soon you're going to see up here singing and praising God. You can be seated. Tim said next week. And to close it out, real quick, I'm going to close it out. I'm going to sit down. It says, Master, do the same to them and stop your threat knowing that he who is both their master and yours in heaven and that uh, there is no partiality with him. Listen, your masters have to be under the same authority that you're under. Watch this. Well, my, my, my master is not, not, my boss is not a, a Christian. You being a Christian will cause him to be able to ask you, what is it about you that I want in all my stores? Now you can say it. I don't know if you ever read John 3.16. But that sets the tone. He's going to say, what, John 3.16, you talking about uh, WWE? <laughs> Y'all missed that Stone Cold, you know. <laughs> catch it when you get home. Catch it when you get home. But John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he loved you. See, the Bible said he loved, then he gave. Once you love your boss, he's going to give his life over to Christ. Is it going to be tomorrow? may not be tomorrow. may not be next year. You may not even know he gave his life to Christ. But it's up to you to do what needs to be done in order to be that light. Stop being the darkness in people's lives and be the light. Because the job, the, the, the coaching, the ministry, whatever it is that you're doing, we need to do it for Christ and not for men. The more we work for Christ, the more God will elevate us. And when he elevates us, it allows us to reach our goals, our spiritual goals that we need to be at. Stop conforming to the world. And allow people to draw to Christ. I'm going to say this, I'm going to sit down. Y'all remember the Bible where the Samaritan woman God never judged her. God met her where she was. Don't ever judge people based off what they're doing. You come down, you meet them where they are. Because when you meet them where they are, they're going to love Christ even more. There's a song that says, the Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. The Jesus in you loves the Jesus in me so easy. So easy to love. We have to be that example and stop sitting on our high horse and come off our horse and say, listen, God loves you. Even though you're a prostitute, God loves you. Even though you're on drugs, God loves you. Even though you're homeless, God loves you. It doesn't matter. God loves you.
bondservant or people pleasers? Which are you? <laughs>